First Wave with Dali Munjezi, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Central African Time, Central African Time. Thank you so much. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Ubuntu Radio. My name is Dali Munjezi. Our permanent representative in New York, Ambassador Mantu Joini, she spoke to me recently on her program, Preparation for the United Nations General Assembly, 78th edition, taking place in September this year. Well, South Africa has been elected into that important fourth committee, and uh, that committee is going to be looking at issues of decolonization as well, special political uh, program as well, uh, political affairs and decolonization committee, number of issues we spoke about, issues of women, uh, empowerment, issues of science and technology, issues of peace building, South Africa's overall agenda at the United Nations. Here's my interview with the South African ambassador to the United Nations. The permanent representative there is Ambassador Matu Joini. Thank you so much, Ambassador, for your time. Thank you very much, Tali. Thank you for inviting me. Our um, election into the fourth committee of uh, the uh, uh, UN General Assembly. Why do you think we got the nod? Look, South Africa has been a reliable partner, a reliable member of uh, the global community here at the United Nations. We have done our best to contribute to how the broader, how problems are resolved here, how we deal with issues that are facing us today that's, that, that of, 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 of global interest. Um, we have um, done our part in various processes here at the UN to lead certain processes and therefore when it came to this important committee of the General Assembly which is the Special Political and Decolonization Committee popularly known as the Fourth Committee it was easy for member states to agree to South Africa chairing that committee of the General Assembly. It's really based on our track record um, and what we have contributed broadly in in multilateral discussions, in problem solving that takes on on a daily basis here at the United Nations. Talking about the work of the fourth committee, when it, one needs to look back, a number of challenges, if you have to look at Palestine, Western Sahara, just to name it by a few, will it touch on that? Will South Africa be touching on those issues? Absolutely. So now narrowing it to the committee itself and what the committee focuses on, it is of importance to South Africa. We as South Africa were once an agenda of this particular committee. If our own liberation struggle, our own decolonization and the decolonization of many in the continent were discussed in this particular committee of the General Assembly. Uh, and it continues to focus on decolonization. And as you know, uh, as South Africa, we are interested in it uh, for some of mem- those member states that have to see, uh, that still have to see their freedom. And those member states that uh, are not self-governing, 
their their issues are also dealt with in this in this particular committee. There is a, what is called Committee of Twenty Four, uh, which focuses specifically on decolonization. That reports through to the fourth committee, and it looks in that agenda of of the C Twenty Four. You will have um, some of those issues that are important to South Africa, Western Sahara, Israel, uh, Palestine, uh, the, the, the 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 plight of the Palestinian people. Um, they are discussed in the C24 that reports to the fourth committee, but the fourth committee itself has an agenda on mm. the Palestinian people, on Israeli practices and settlement activities that are affecting the rights of Palestinian people and Arab people that are living in occupied territories. So that's the one thing uh, that is important and 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 has meaning, had and meaning for South Africa as a country and its historical uh, um, role in that space. Then the the other important agenda item that is that is dealt with um, in the in in the fourth committee has to do with. Um, uh, peacekeeping operations uh, and special political missions. And as you know, the majority of peacekeeping operations are in the continent and so are special uh, political missions. But also South Africa is a troop contributing country and we, we, we quite, we play quite an important role in MONUSCO. So, the work of this committee as far as looking at peacekeeping and how peacekeeping is being carried out and how it should be looked at, uh, the need to review peacekeeping given the challenges that we are facing today, given um, the new agenda for peace that we are currently engaging with here at the UN, uh, the committee will be looking at uh, um, uh, the standards, the new norms that needs to be set for peacekeeping operations. We always have to remember that peacekeeping operations are there to to support political uh, imperatives. They're not there to be permanent, but they're there for, for political, to support political mandates. Um, similarly, the, the, the appointment of a, a, what they are called as, as a special representative of, of, of this SG in areas that are uh, going through conflict, and those are referred to as special political missions, um, uh, very political in nature. Uh, Their appointments and what they do in those countries that are going through conflict, but uh, peace building and uh, and they often are part of the of the peacekeeping mission, but providing that political support also have to be reviewed and looked at and. All of that work um, takes place in in the fourth committee, and just those two issues become very very strategic and very important for South Africa. But there are also other agenda items that the fourth committee looks at that I can go into. I'm, I'm quite happy that you 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 talk about peacekeeping uh, in specifically as as an issue. That obviously you'll be you'll be dealing with. This is not the first time that we are participating on peacekeeping um, uh, mandate within the UN system over the the, the couple of uh, months a year, year ago. Talk to me about that experience. 
Um, so South Africa has been has been, as I said, uh, one of the um, two contributing countries, yeah. um, and and in different mandates, uh, peacekeeping operations across the continent, uh, we have uh, played a role in Central African Republic. We've always played a role in the uh, the DRC, the Democratic yeah. Republic of Congo, and this is currently where we are, uh, where where there is a, a SADC presence um, uh, in 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 the DRC, and they is not just contributing uh, um, uh, troops, but it's it's really much more involved. It includes also equipment that comes from the South African National Defence Force that is provided to 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 the MONUSCO, so assisting MONUSCO in all its operations, um, and and also the the. The, as I said, it's, there's a SADC uh, brigade there that, that, that looks at more than just peacekeeping, yeah. uh, but assists the, the government to deal with uh, uh, some of the escalations that we often see in, 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 in Eastern DRC. So it is an important, um, it, it is an important aspect of, of, of our of our work in the DRC in particular that it's not just a peacekeeping operations like the normal one, but here we provide more than just peacekeeping in the DRC. We always have South Africa advancing the agenda for women. You as our first female permanent representative to the United Nations, this must mean a lot to you that we also are make, making quite a significant contribution as far as the Commission on the Status of Women is concerned. What has been the work that we've been doing there, but also what is the agenda for South Africa as far as women is concerned? The entire space of uh, peace and security, we have what we call Women, Peace and Security Agenda. Um, this is ensuring that women get involved in the entire peace uh, and security work that happens in countries going through conflict, that women in those countries do suffer from the conflict and therefore should be part of a resolution, problem-solving, peacekeeping, peace-building. And the more you have women participating in in, in those aspects, uh, the better for for the peace to be to be arrived at, but mm-hmm. those agreements that are, are, are have women in them or participating in them are likely to to last longer than your normal peace agreements that are signed so the the whole import issue of women's participation in peacekeeping processes in peace building in post conflict uh, resolution is an important one and that South Africa feels strongly about um so there is resolution uh, 1325 that uh, we all know about um, of the Security Council that ensures that uh, uh, women are involved in the peace and security space. But when South Africa was 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 um, in the Security Council uh, up to the last uh, last tenure in the Security Council, we also brought 
forward, building on 1325, Resolution 2493, that also looked at women, peace and security, and really closing the gaps that we're seeing in terms of uh, women's participation in, uh, in peacekeeping operations and in peace building and in, and, and, and in post-conflict reconstruction and development. We are known to be contributing a, a, quite a good number of win, women peacekeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you compare and look at um, what other countries are doing, you'll find that South Africa is above average in terms of a, a, a women peacekeepers that, that we provide for, 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 for the United Nations. For just those who are joining us, uh, we are speaking to South African Permanent Representative to the United Nations. Uh, uh, she is in New York. Amarsada Matu joins. Joining us, uh, speaking about important election into the Special Political and Decolonization Fourth Committee of the United Nations. You know that General Assembly culminating in that meeting in uh, uh, in September, where heads of states will converge um, in New York for that important uh, meeting of uh, heads of state. We're looking at South Africa's agenda at the UN, but also some of the recent program because there's been a lot of work that has been done at South Africa in various committees as well. So I'm quite happy that uh, she joins us to give us a brief, really, a, a report back of some kind um, to, to South Africa and the rest of the continent in terms of what is South Africa's agenda. We've just left the UN Security Council. We have seen other African countries, the A3s, taking over uh, from South Africa as well. I, I want to, from, from, uh, from women, there's also this issue, uh, I, I wanted to, to, to understand also Issues of science, technology, technology forum as well. One will think this uh, will be particularly be dealt with uh, other streams as well, but it looks as the United Nations also concerned on the issue of science and technology initiation forum. Talk to me about this forum. The, the UN is concerned about issues of science, technology and innovation, issue, the digital divide that we currently see in the world today. Um, if you look at what the UN is, the, the pillars of the work of the United Nations. So the, the one pillar is on peace and security. But there's another important pillar on development, the development agenda. And you will know that in 2015, we, we arrived at um, what we call uh, the 2030 development agenda, what we we want as humanity, uh, the, the development agenda for the world. And we arrived at the 17 sustainable development goals uh, that we need to achieve uh, as, as the global community. And, and one of those uh, um, development goals will focuses on technology. Um, it, it focuses on the digital divide and how we need to close the di- digital divide. But the thing about, about science, technology and innovation is that it is crucial for 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 the achievement of the rest of the SDGs, whether it's SDG on ending poverty or SDG for on education, you will realize that technology and we saw that during COVID how important technology was for education. Um, uh, whether it is for SDG, uh, the one that I on poverty and ending hunger if you mm. look at how we we produce food and technology and science 
are quite important uh, for 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 new food systems. When we look at food systems, how do we how do we feed uh, ourselves? How do we um, uh, ensure that it, uh, the production of food? Uh, you find that the role of technology is important. If you look at the SDG on water, again, uh, technology becomes quite important. So does science in terms of water, making water available, whether it's groundwater. Um, climate is another important one where technology is being utilized. Or, or you look at um, a, a health, the SDG on health. We know how science was was was. Key key in making sure that we deal with with COVID. And uh, uh, if you look at whatever diseases that we are de- dealing with, or we, we are anticipating future pandemics, the role of science, the role of technology is going to be important in making sure that we prepare for, for future pandemics. So science, technology, and innovation are crucial to enable us to achieve all the SDGs. So when they talk about uh, implementation mechanisms uh, 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 or means of implementation for us to achieve SDGs, uh, the Sustainable Development Goals, you'll find that science technology is one of the critical uh, um, implementation mechanisms. South Africa this year was the, the facilitator of the science Technology and uh, Innovation Forum, and this forum really brings together uh, different stakeholders here at the UN to begin to look at those SDGs. It is a fact that we are behind with the SDGs in achieving those SDGs, Uh, and and to say, how do we ramp up science and technology to make sure that we achieve the SDGs and science helping us with solutions to recover mm. from 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 COVID to get back on track and and so we South Africa together with the UK uh, facilitated that process of bringing all the scientists, bringing member states, bringing civil society to deliberate and look at the role of science in advancing the Sustainable Development Goals, including at losing that digital divide that we have to consistently think about and how do we and and, and come up with solutions of how do we close the digital divide there's also an, an important part of collaboration and cooperation of our scientists scientists from from the developing world scientists from the developed world coming together and um, and generating generating solutions again that that are so so needed um on the policy side when we come up with policies uh, it doesn't matter which area but when you mm-hmm. come up with policies ensuring that those policies are informed by science so that you are able to really get to the heart of the matter and 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 be able to to resolve uh, or come up with solutions and options that um, are science-backed. The South Africa has made uh, important uh, commitments and the SDG commitments. I'm seeing President Ramaphosa and Haman Skral addressing the uh, issues, the challenges of water in the area. Staying true to the commitment that South Africa has made to its citizens in terms of provision of those basic services as well. Yeah. So 
Would you attest that such intervention at heads of state level showing that South Africa is committed? Are some of these important agreements and uh, uh, treaties that South Africa signs mm-hmm. at global level that yourself are representing to say South Africa aim to, 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 to improve their lives, other technology access, access to water, innovation, all these things that we have all this international obligation that we must see, and our president must be definitely be seen on the ground to be solving those important challenges. Would you link to that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it's th- there's two uh, ways of looking at this. So on the one hand, when we set the norms and set the standards on how to deal with those issues that 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 you just referred to, or the issues that I've been raising uh, of 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 achieving the SDGs or of water, and so we set the norms and standards here at the UN to say he, this is what uh, countries should be looking at, this is what countries should be implementing. So of course, um, uh, uh, South Africa will take on that but there's another way that that often happens is that what we are doing in South Africa the the the, the implementation part so many times I have found that South Africa might be ahead and we are able to bring our own learning in terms of how we are implementing this thing to the United Nations to influence further refining, further develop, development of, a, of, a, of those norms and standards. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a two-way stream uh, on any issue that, that you can look at today. So you look at to the extent that South Africa is implementing what we are we are uh, developing here as uh, global solutions, but also how South Africa brings its own experience to the table to shape the norms and standards that we are developing here, and that happens very often as well. To, to bring something to to the table to say. South Africa is a member of various multi, multilateral, even regional bodies, right? Within the UN system, are you meeting as BRICS ambassadors, maybe uh, in terms of um, other other regional formations that South Africa is part of as ambassador in the UN to formulate common positions on various issues as um, ambassadors who will be representing uh, their respective countries at the UN? Say. Uh, the African ambassadors, the the, yeah, the UN, you know, the uh, non-aligned movement, or NEM and BRICS, even in SADC, how much of coordination is happening to say this is what the countries are, are concerned about as far as the SDG is concerned, including issues of peace and security even? Are you talking about the issue of Russia and Ukraine? Are you, you know, how much of that is happening besides the main program that South Africa is pursuing its own interest? There's a lot of coordination, and it happens at different uh, levels, uh, in different spaces. Um, so, of course, our first home here at the UN is the African home. So you do have Africa Group, what's referred to as Africa Group. So this is um, uh, where African permanent representatives get together, get to to look at issues that consensus as as the continent and compare share notes but also develop uh, strategies develop approaches on how to negotiate uh, on different issues so when we do that and there are times when we negotiate 
as a block, as Africa Group, and there are times when we uh, negotiate in our individual uh, national capacities. But quite often we do negotiate as blocks. So the, the Africa Group will be the first one for us. Then we have G77 plus China. This is um, a group of, of countries that are focusing on development issues. So G77 plus China will be interested in all the SDGs. They will be of interest. And when we, when we look at all the development and economic issues and financial issues, we tend to look at those together uh, uh, within G77. But bear in mind that within G77, you've got Africa Group. And there are times when we participate in G77 plus China as Africa Group, as opposed to participating in that formation as individual uh, uh, member states. Then we have the um, Nanaline movement. This now focuses on all political matters that we have to deal with here at the UN. The fourth committee issues that we were talking about earlier were uh, the committee that I will be chairing. All those issues, when the resolutions that are coming through to the fourth committee, they will be negotiated through NAM. Often we, ne- we, we negotiate those resolutions through NAM. So this is where South Africa will take its, um, its, 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 its positions to NAM. And of course, we are always guided by, by our own experience, by our own constitution and, and, and our national interest um, uh, to the non-aligned movement and then to the broader uh, negotiation tables where you have different groups uh, 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 negotiating. Um, SADC is, is, is of course important to us. Uh, this, this, and we do meet quite often as SADC. As South Africa was chairing the Africa group during the month of May, which is a very special month. But again, our chairship of the Africa group, we made sure that we bring to the Africa group those issues that we knew are currently being discussed here at the UN. It's around financing, it's around issues of discrimination and racism, and uh, uh, we brought all those issues, uh, uh, pandemic preparedness, as as we will be dealing with a uh, um, high-level meeting on pandemic preparedness, on TB, and on universal uh, health care. Uh, so we brought those issues uh, to the attention of, of, of the Africa group to bringing in experts to give us a perspective on all those issues um, so that when we go and negotiate, uh, we, 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 we are of one mind, including the new agenda for peace that I was, uh, I, I was referring to. Um, those are our, our negotiating blocks, That's NAM, G77, Africa group. Quite important. Before we run up from the top, high-level dialogue on the Forum on Finance and Development, you reflected on that. Anything that I've yeah. left out in terms of what, what, what would this high-level dialogue be? When would this be happening? As, what is our agenda there as far as financing of development is concerned? What kind of development are we talking about? So this, is, this meeting of heads of state will take place on the 20th of September. Yeah. This is after the SDG summit. Maybe let me start by saying this year, UNGA is the UN General Assembly in September is going to be very important. There is going within UNGA, there will be a summit that reviews 
the SDGs. How are we doing globally towards the achievement of those SDGs that I was referring to, the development agenda? And so there will be two days focusing quite strongly on whether we are achieving the SDGs or not. The reality is that the gap is huge. We are not anywhere near achieving the sustainable development goals. Now, if that is the case, one has to say, how do we then make sure that we close that gap? We are left with seven years, because remember, mm. it's 2030 agenda. Yeah. We're left with seven years. This is the midterm. We are reviewing. Uh, and, uh, and then we have to be mindful that what can be done between now and, 20, and, and, and 2030 uh, in the seven years that's left. Um, it becomes clear that COVID has impacted severely on countries' ability to achieve the SDGs or to focus fully on the SDGs. If you think about it, um, resources that countries would normally spend on 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 various programs on or on various SDGs, when COVID hit those resources had to be diverted to be able to deal with COVID. Some had to go and borrow to be able to uh, address the, the implications of, uh, um, of or, 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 and the impact of COVID itself. So it really contributed to us not being able to, to be where we are supposed to, do, to be. But also there are other crises that are happening around the world today that are impacting on our ability to achieve the SDGs, whether it's conflicts, um, whether it's climate crisis. Um, if you think about small uh, island developing states that will have uh, um, setbacks because they have to deal with uh, extreme weather, uh, so it does impact on their ability to spend money on other SDGs when they've had to, to recover from, from extreme weather patterns. So we have a number of crises that have really, COVID being the main one, that have uh, severely impacted on ability of countries to be able to achieve the SDGs. So we're at a point of saying, what do we do to make sure mm. that we, we achieve those? One of those, as I, I talked about earlier, was looking at science, technology and innovation to help us scale up and, and be able to achieve the SDGs. But the other one, other means of implementation is financing. Mm. Where do we get the money to be able to implement the SDGs, whether it's energy transition or it's education, you name it. We need money for that. The reality of the matter is that um, countries, because of that, are highly indebted as we speak, and some countries are in debt distress. Um, so how do we help those countries that are in debt distress? Those countries that are on the verge of, a, of, of being on debt distress. Uh, and that is, is also caused by um, the kind of financial architecture that we have uh, in the world today, where um, when you go and borrow as a developing country, uh, you are charged much higher interest rates to borrow compared to developing country, uh, developed countries. And the reality is that the numbers are there, research is there. For a, for a developing countries, you'll pay interest rates of between 5 and 8%, whereas a developed country to go and borrow uh, on the capital markets, it would be 1%. Um, so we, we need to look at how do we make financing affordable 
So firstly, to deal with debt and those countries that are in debt crisis. Secondly, how do we make affordable financing available to, 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 to developing countries in particular at not at the kind of interest rates that, 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 that we are talking about? Thirdly, how do we um, scale up investments? Uh, and, and here, this is where the, the private sector can come in uh, uh, into our own development. How do we make investments into, into what we need to invest in right now? And I've, I've given examples of investing in education, investing in energy, investing in water, uh, in infrastructure. Um, we need to make those investments. But how do you do that? When really you are in a fiscally, your liquidity situation is a very difficult one as a country. Um, so these issues are talking to each other, issues of debt, issues of liquidity, issues of access to affordable financing uh, for, for your own development um, and bringing in the private sector to, to assist. But, of course, the private sector are looking for a return and there is a way of, 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 of um, de-risking uh, um, um, and making it easier for the private sector to come in. So we are looking, this meeting will be looking at how do we truly reform the global financial architecture that is not in favor of the developing countries. This would include your multilateral development banks, your credit rating uh, agencies. We saw that when countries went to borrow, when money was made available from the multilateral banks, but when countries went and borrow, suddenly their rating uh, went south. You know, so so um, you have to look at the total picture and the reform of this. Uh, of the global financial architecture. So South Africa, together with Luxembourg, we are putting together a meeting back-to-back with the SDG Summit that we look at financing of the SDGs. So the first two days, reviewing the SDGs, and we'll find there how big the gap is. And then we then need to say, how do we scale up the resources that are required for, for, for closing the gap? And one of the key resource that is required is financing. And this meeting, the high-level dialogue on financing that South Africa and, 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 and Luxembourg will be, will be is, is preparing to and facilitating, will then be looking at those. And in there, that's really where we need to address these uncomfortable questions uh, of, the, of, the, of the, um, the financial architecture that is not in favoring the developing countries really favoring the developed countries as 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 it stands right now. And so that 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 meeting will, will look at, at all those issues. Scaling up financing, making uh, financing affordable, concessional financing in particular, uh, reforming uh, uh, your, the World Bank Group, uh, reforming the IMF, uh, uh, and then making, you, I'm sure you've heard about the, the the special drawing rights um, that have been made available to, to countries but really have not been flowing, but now they're beginning to flow. But how do you make sure that we have more and more of those SDRs that should flow to the multilateral development bank, including our very own African Development Bank, making those uh, SDRs now available to, 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 the, to the multilateral development banks?
It's quite important. Well, you will need the important skills navigate the, uh, the, 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 the financing because really it looks like nothing will not move. If we talk about peace agenda to a women agenda, all these programs and uh, projects will need financing and the global institutions will have to play a central role to say, we need to have a developmental agenda as financial institutions as well. As much as we're looking at the return you spoke about, then um, they definitely need to, because also it's all in their interest because where the empowerment is, then there's peace and stability. They're able to expand their operations as well. Ambassador, I would like to, to conclude to say, you're going to the fourth committee. Will this be the major, uh, as we'll be chairing it, will be one major program of South Africa in the coming uh, months? Yes, it'll be. So um, the, this is for the next session of, of, the, of, 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 of uh, yeah. the General Assembly. So that starts in September. So between September and December. So after the, the general discussion, which is that high-level week when different heads of states will be coming here, immediately after that, we then go into the substantive matters of the, the, the substance of different committees. As you know, there are six committees. The fourth committee is one of those six committees. So, yes, I'll be chairing the fourth committee looking at all those issues, including one of those is outer space, a eh? peaceful use of outer space. So oh. the, it, it's a number of, yeah, we, I know we focused on the issues that South Africa has always, you know, traditionally and, and over time has been contributing to, but there are other items that we have and we, we, we quite good at and, um, like outer space, peaceful use of outer space, um, uh, they are also being dealt with in the, in, in the fourth committee. Yes, as much as I will be focusing on that, uh, we will be participating in the work of the other five committees, very much so. I'm sure you are aware that um, uh, Yasin Lagadin is the vice chair of the first committee which looks at disarmament. And yes. disarmament is, a, is an important issue for us. Again, we are not just playing a leading role there. And we are not just accepted, it's because of the work that, that we've been doing. We will continue uh, playing an important role in the Peace Building Commission. As you know, we are a member of the Peace Building Commission. Uh, we will continue doing the work in the other committees. The fifth committee, which um, one of our colleagues, Masoja, is, is dealing with, is quite important in the sense that uh, you're looking at the budget of the entire UN. And we need to be mindful where the money goes. Similarly, we'll still be focusing on the Security Council, where, where issues of peace and security are being dealt with. Even if we are not in the uh, Security Council, it's of interest and of concern, uh, the files that are being dealt with, the issues that are being dealt with in the Security Council are of concern to South Africa. So, yes, we will still be focusing on the entire agenda at the UN. Thank you so much, Ambassador, for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben.